Alright, hey, what's up guys? Long time no see. Sorry for the little delay there, but uh had an AP exam and uh my first day of work, so yeah, I got a job now. Making uh custard. It's basically just fancy ice cream. But that's fun, so a little bit of money, maybe get a better mic soon. We'll see how quickly I can make 90 something dollars for that mic I used on our future Friday. Alright. Well, I did want to say that today seems like we've moved back around. Is is it Saturday again? What happened to every other day? Or has it just fallen on this day? Huh. It would seem that it's kind of like a Mobius strip. Now, yes, I know. This has popped up in Avengers Endgame and so suddenly become interesting. But I am uh, I'm going to talk about it today, so let's dive right in. So, the definition of a Mobius strip is a surface with one continuous side formed by joining the ends of a rectangular strip after twisting one end through 180 degrees. Uh, it was found early 20th century. It was named after August F. Mobius. German mathematician. So, uh, according to Wikipedia, which is definitely a credible source, it's a surface with only one side when embedded in three-dimensional Euclidean space and only one boundary. The Mobius strip has the mathematical property of being unorientable. It can be revealed as a ruled surface. Realized as a ruled surface. It was discovered by the German mathematician dude and also John Johann Benedict Listing. Though a structure similar to the Mobius strip can be seen in Roman mosaics dated around 200 to 250 AD. So they were getting there. Uh, one way to easily make a Mobius strip is to take a piece of a strip of paper, give it a half twist and join the ends of the strip to form a loop. But it's not a real one because that's a three-dimensional one. The Mobius strip is not a surface of only one exact size and shape, such as the half-twisted paper strip. Rather, the mathematicians refer to the Mobius strip as a closed band, as any surface that is homeomorphic to this strip. And uh, homeomorphic means... Well, ah, here we go. Similar, same, and shape or form. Its boundary is simple is a simple closed curve, which is similar in shape and size to a circle, and this allows for a very wide variety of geometric versions. Any rectangle can be glued to itself to make a Mobius band, and some of these can be smoothly modeled in the Euclidean space and others cannot. Uh, Euclidean space is a it's in geometry, it encompasses the two-dimensional Euclidean plane, the three-dimensional space of Euclidean geometry, and is similar to the spaces of higher dimensions. It's named after the ancient Greek mathematician Euclid of Alexandria. The term Euclidean distinguishes these spaces from other types of spaces considered in modern geometry. Euclidean space is also generalized to higher dimensions. So basically it's just a plane with, like, more space. So, how then does our Mobius strip relate to time travel? Because that's really what we're interested in. 
it is widely believed that the space-time must both be orientable and time-orientable. Arguments are that there is no evidence of a lack of orientability and that a non-orientable space-time would be incompatible with the observations of the violations of parity and time reversal invariance. That's quoted from Mark J. Hadley. But these arguments have been shown to be false. Uh, there is to say, according to Hadley, what is false is that there is no evidence for a lack of orientability, nor is there any evidence proving that a non-orientable space-time would be incompatible with those observed in violations of parity and time reversal invariance. So, not to say that, like, it can't happen, it's just improbable, more say. Um, time paradoxes are existence of two of the same person at one time it's just you know you could you know one person might knowing that your mother died the other one still having a mother alive so there's also uh, the possibility of some other things so let's see The grandmother paradox, we simply have a time, a grandmother and a time without. Also, if you follow the description and quote at the top, if this page appears that one follows the other and loops back to the beginning, which is the Mobius strip. So you can use the Mobius strip then adapt to show a possible interpretation of how time is twisted into the grandmother paradox. This is difficult to show on a two-dimensional computer screen or paper, but you make the strip. Oh, this is pretty cool. So they've got it where it's like a timeline. And on the timeline is the time of the grandmother. When the, the time the grandmother's alive and then time after. And so if you start at a point when the grandmother is 40. Move right through the 20th century to the 1990s when the grandmother dies at 70. Then in 1999 the time traveler makes his trip to 1930 and kills his grandmother. Follow along, moving to the right again through the 20th century, noticing how this time there's no grandma and continue all the way to 1990. This time there's no time trip because there is no time traveler. He was not born because his grandmother did not exist, so he cannot kill his grandmother. So she does exist, and she's 10. Move to the right again through the 20th century, back to the point A in 1960 where the grandmother is 40 and so on. And so with the Mobius strip, you create a loop. And so I think maybe we talked about this just a tad bit in our feature Friday group. Uh, if you go back in time and were to say, like the debate is baby Hitler, you know? If we could go back in time and kill baby Hitler and avoid the Holocaust, would we do it? Well, we could, yes, but you would create a loop in which there was no need to go back in time and kill baby Hitler because he was killed as a baby and there was no Holocaust. And so then you would have, you'd have a time without Hitler, and then you'd have a time with Hitler, a time without, and time with. So going back and doing that causes a loop in which you uh, have one pass through time in which it happens, and one pass in time in which it doesn't. But that was something that happened in uh, Avengers Endgame. And so you get something something different in Endgame. So, 
In Avengers Endgame, they said that time travel is different. Basically, it's super confusing. And it seems like the filmmakers purposely made it that way to avoid fully explaining it, but... The way they did was they used the quantum realm because you, you can... Time operates differently there, and so Scott was in there for like five hours when in reality it was five years. So, I mean, they used that to funnel the time. And then... So with Professor Hulk, they uh, figure out how to use Scott's discovery to send him back in time and but everyone has their own idea of how about to go mission banner reminds them that time travel doesn't really work the way it does in the movie because that's when war machine suggests going back and killing baby thanos which is like the going back and killing baby hitler but that's movie time travel but you can't go back in time and change the past in order to alter the future because according to the way they did it going back to the future going back to the past causes the future to become your past. So it wouldn't be the same version of yourself who time traveled in the first place to make that change. Instead, any change to history will create an alternate divergent timeline. So you did kill baby Thanos. That wouldn't affect the Thanos in the MCU timeline. Instead, it would just create a parallel reality where Thanos died as a baby. But the world that the heroes are from, the current timeline, wouldn't change. So that's where they decided to go back and, you know, they go and they take all the stones so that and then they'll put them back but this causes splintered timelines which is what happens with nebula you see she sees her because there's two of her happening at the same time and so her recording collective mind like records what she's got but when thanos comes back and he ends up being defeated, it kind of erases the Thanos because they never put him back. So that does sort of create a splinter timeline. Just the thing with the the uh, the thing with the time travel and that is that instead of going back and saying, okay, I'm just gonna alter this one thing and everything's different, you go back and it becomes a different branch but your future what's already happened has already happened so it doesn't change and that helps to avoid the paradox loop of the grandmother or killing baby hitler where you have a time where that stuff happens and a time where it doesn't happen so in the end you, you can use the mobius strip and it loops around and you have a time where it happens and a time where it doesn't all in the same timeline so the reason they use the Mobius strip is because you start at a point in time and you can go either direction and still touch all sides of the strip all sides of the timeline without ever causing the loop necessarily so if you want to try it get a get a strip of paper and uh, not super thick give it about a half twist and staple it together at one end uh i did one i'll post a picture on our instagram as today's little title card but if you start on one side run your hand all the way around it you can touch all sides of the paper 
without having to pick your finger up, theoretically, you will get your finger stuck inside. But you can touch all sides before coming back to the start. And so that, it's pretty cool. I mean, if we were to figure out time travel that way, that'd be pretty cool. But there's still, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever figure out time travel because there's too many consequences both in movies and not and I mean nobody's really ever truly done it to see if the consequences would happen or not but you never know so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on Monday peace out